Today's bag of popcorn is brought to you by Auto Approve. Auto Approve makes refinancing your auto loan easy so that you can keep more of your hard-earned money. Learn more at autoapprove.com slash popcorn. Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. You know, one of the things I really enjoy doing here on the podcast is answering the questions that you send in. And I got this really interesting message from a listener. Would you say I should focus on maxing out my contributions to my IRA before I focus on buying individual stocks? This is a pretty common question I'm seeing floating around, especially right now. There's so much attention put on investing. And I think it's just extremely popular right now. Everyone has been interested over the past few years in investing just because of everything that's been going on. So when I saw this question, I was like, I think I know the person I want to discuss this with. So I'm very excited to have Amanda Holden joining me here on the podcast. Amanda, how are you doing? I'm doing so well. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing well. I've loved your work and I've been a big fan of what you do. Uh, You're extremely experienced in the world of investing. Have you seen this question before? And what are your thoughts on this? I see this question all of the time. My quick and dirty answer to a question like this is start with that Roth IRA, start with maxing out your Roth IRA. But even the question itself, the premise is maybe just a a little bit off because here's the thing. A Roth IRA is not an investment. A Roth IRA is a bank account that holds investments. So you could potentially invest in individual stocks within a Roth IRA. Mm, One goes inside of the other. And so we've got two different concepts here. So the first is retirement accounts, which are essentially just bank accounts that get a special tax treatment. Also, because they get this special tax treatment, the flip side of that, that's why there's so many rules. Who can use what? Who qualifies for a Roth? Who qualifies for a 401k? So on and so forth. But at the end of the day, it still is just a fancy bank account that holds investments. And so the way that I describe it to my students, Chris, is I describe it as if like a Roth IRA or a 401k or 403b or so on. I describe it as if it is a caboodles. You're a millennial. You're not a woman. You were never once a little girl. Do you know what a caboodles is? I've heard of them, but I, I honestly, I don't think I know what that is. Okay. So growing up, pretty much every girl I know either had one of these or wanted one of these. And it's like these hot pink and teal double decker treasure storage units inside of a caboodles, you would keep all of your treasures. So, you know, whether that's your nail polishes, your miniature novelty eraser collection, your tie-dye scrunchies, (laughs) whatever it may be. And so the caboodles itself is just a fancy storage unit. That's what a Roth IRA is. Mm. All of those treasures that you hold inside, so your lip smackers, your Lisa Frank stickers, those are the investments. Those are the stocks, the bonds, and the funds that you hold inside of the caboodles, inside of the Roth IRA. And so this person is asking an either-or question when in reality, one goes inside the other. I would say that for most beginners, you're not going to want to start out picking individual stocks, doing something Mm -hmm. like purchasing a broad fund that invests you across the entire stock market is an appropriate place to start as a first investment to purchase within a Roth IRA or really any retirement account. 
I think many of us have purchased a car at some point in our lives, and I'm not going to talk about the absolute nightmare that it is going to a car dealership. The relief you feel after leaving that place is amazing, but far too often, most of us end up paying way too much for our auto loans. We get caught up in the emotion and frustration of buying a car and then get stuck with an interest rate that is higher than it should be. That's why this week's bag of popcorn is brought to you by AutoApprove. AutoApprove is an online service that makes refinancing easier and faster. AutoApprove connects vehicle owners with a network of top credit unions, banks, and finance companies to find the best available interest rates, which will help lower your rate and your payment. Then my favorite part of all of this, They'll walk you through every step, even handling the DMV paperwork. In 2021, auto-approved customers saved on average $1,692 per year. Do you know how much popcorn I could buy with that kind of money? Probably more than I ever would need, but you know, with an extra $1,000 a year, I could take a trip or maybe eat at one of my favorite spots a little more often without completely destroying my budget. Auto-approved makes it possible to cut your expenses through refinancing your auto loan. So to find out how much you can save, get your free quote at autoapprove.com slash popcorn. Again, that's autoapprove.com slash popcorn. Get more money for what matters most with Autoapprove. Why do you think this question's coming up so much now? Like, I feel like I, if I'm not hearing it from people directly, I've seen it posted online several times. I think that there is a real misunderstanding about what a retirement plan or what a retirement account is. And part of the confusion is because, for example, if you have a 401k through work or a 403b through work, the money that gets deposited into this account is likely automatically invested. And so you see it as all one process. And so it's easy to think then that the 401k is an investment. But what's actually happening is three different distinct steps. The first is the money is taken off the top of your paycheck and it is deposited into the account. And then next, so depositing into the account is the second step. And then the third step is that that money is actually used to purchase investments, most likely mutual funds that are investing you in the stock market and in the bond markets. And so your 401k is not the investment. It's the stock and bond mutual funds held within the 401k that are the investments. The 401k is just a tax structure. It's all pretty confusing, and one of the big ramifications of this is that because we think the 401k is an investment or the Roth IRA is an investment, the number one investor mistake that I see people make is that they will put money into a Roth IRA and it will just sit there in cash, earning nothing. Because a Roth IRA is not going to be what generates a rate of return. It's the investments you purchase inside of a Roth IRA. Uh, see, I think you're right because there's that three step process like you broke down. There's like this disconnect, right? Like you're you don't see yourself as buying investment. You see yourself as purchasing stocks or bonds. You see yourself as having a withdrawal from your your there's a there's a deduction from your paycheck. And that's kind of all you see. And I think there is this weird separation that causes us to feel like we're not actually investing in anything. We're just I know it almost feels as if you're just saving money in a savings account because exactly. and I guess some people kind of are if they're not choosing where to invest it. But it has that same feeling. Versus I'm actively logging into, you know, a Fidelity or Vanguard account and E-Trade and buying individual stocks. Exactly. It does give me some minor heart palpitations because (laughs) if you are using your retirement plan program through work, 
you are primarily invested in the stock market, whether you know it or not. That's just something that scares me a little bit because there will be downturns in the stock market. That's part of the ride. That's part of the natural cyclical process of the market. But if you don't know that your 401k is being invested in the stock market, then you're going to be ill-equipped to handle that moment when it comes. Yes, exactly. Like all of a sudden you, you see your, your balance drop. You're like, what's happening? I thought I was saving for retirement and now all of a sudden my balance is lower. So I think it is important to shift that perspective and think of yourself as purchasing stocks and bonds every time that deduction comes out of your paycheck. So that way you kind of prepare yourself mentally. I, I, I never I never made that connection of how emotionally that could affect you until you said that right now. Yeah, that's the exact right way to think about it is that every time that money leaves your paycheck, you're purchasing stocks and bonds. Yes, it's going through a few layers first. It's going into the 401k. You're using mutual funds to get that access. But at the end of the day, that's what you're being invested in. And so anybody that wants to begin the process of learning how to invest Remember that there's really kind of two, conceptually, there's two different areas that you're going to need to understand. First, the types of accounts that you can use, and then what is the corresponding taxation of that account? And then second, what types of investments are we purchasing within that account? See, I think sometimes it takes the right person to kind of reframe the way we look at these concepts. I think I've heard so many people talk about investing, but the way you put it, I think, made it so much clearer and hopefully will help some people listening understand what's going on and be a little more prepared. And so I know you're full of great information like this. This is what you do. This is your area. If you want to learn more about what you do, Amanda, and kind of learn more from you, uh, where's the best place to go? So I do the most free investing education over on Instagram at dumpster.doggy. That's my nickname. <laughs> I'm on all of the social media platforms, but that's probably the best place to find me. And then my business is also called Invested Development. I'll put links to all that in the show notes because I, I think you're an amazing resource, uh, so easy to learn from. So I think if people are more interested in learning more from you, go go click those links in the show notes and, and check out Amanda's work because it's, it's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Chris. All right. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. And a big thanks to all of you for coming back and joining me here for another episode. I've had this idea of doing a second episode of Popcorn Finance each week. And, you know, I've thought about it, you know, back and forth over the years. And it's like, what format will it take? And I spent a lot of time just thinking about it when really the best way to figure out what I want to do with this extra episode each week is to just give it a try. So that's what I'm going to be doing this week. On Thursday, you'll be getting a bonus episode of Popcorn Finance directly into your podcast feeds. You don't have to do anything special. You know how this works. <laughs> but uh, this episode will be something that I'm testing out. Uh, it's not super different from what I do here normally on the podcast, but I wanted to try you know, a different type of approach to some of these money conversations that we do here on Popcorn Finance. So be on the lookout for that. Amanda will be back on that episode as well. And I'd love to get your feedback on this new type of episode. Not that it's going to be you know crazy different, but I want to know what you think about having a second episode of Popcorn Finance coming out. So you can always send me an email to questions at popcornfinance.com or just reach out to me on social, on Instagram, I'm Popcorn Finance Podcast, or I'm even on Twitter and Facebook. Just look for Popcorn Finance and you'll find me there. And the last thing we need to cover before we get out of here is this week's kernel. This kernel is going out to Michelle. I just want to say congratulations. Uh, she actually had a huge chunk of her student loans forgiven. You know, we've heard a lot about the broader student loan forgiveness, but there's still these existing student loan forgiveness programs out there. And I was really excited to hear that she had her student loans forgiven. So congratulations, Michelle. I know you have to feel amazing after getting that news. And I hope you enjoy all that extra money you now get to keep in your bank account. As always, I appreciate you all joining me here for another bag of popcorn. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day, and I'll talk to you later this week. Thank you.
Your boy keep it poppin' like Mary Poppins.